We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Today, we are going to talk about effectively working with your sphere of influence. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs. You can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, and let's get a conversation going about how I can help you. Today's guest is Chris Jones. He is the co-broker owner of Heart and Home Realtors, and he's been a personal friend of mine for a very long time and a great real estate partner of mine. I wanted to bring him in today because Chris is a, is able to work with his sphere of influence like no one else I know. And so being the expert that he is, I thought that we could do a deep dive into how to organize and construct your sphere of influence so you can effectively gain more prospects and close more business with it. So thank you, Chris, for coming on the show with me today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're, this is your first time on the show. It so is. you're a new guest. It is. I got yeah. new blood in the room. Glad, glad to settle in and, and share whatever it is you have you're interested in hearing so well i brought you in today because again you know we've been aligned in business and friendship mm -hmm. for a very long time right. and i feel like and especially when we have um drops in the market right individual producers small husband wife teams you know people like that they rely a lot on their sphere for their business and so when that crazy, crazy stops and you haven't been working your pipeline, then what happens, right? right. You got to dip in your business. So if we can really kind of break down how to effectively work with your sphere of influence, I think that's going to give our audience a lot of golden nuggets that they can take away so they can keep moving down the road successfully. So um, I don't know that we need to go so so down that we discuss what a sphere of influence right. is and need to actually define it. It's the people you know, right? right. People know you. People that know you, because people do business with people they mm -hmm. know, like, and trust. Right. So let's start with organizing. How do you identify who is in your sphere of influence? What are all the possible people? I mean, we don't have to go into too much of a list, but, you know, who could possibly be in your sphere that maybe you're not thinking of, right? Mm -hmm. And then how do we organize that sphere in a, in a way that we can, can leverage it, okay? That's a great question. Uh, so I, I think we just start with who knows who you are and start that broad. Uh, who knows your name? Uh, if you walk up to somebody and talk to them, or the, who are the people that are going to know and acknowledge that you, know, you have a, some type of a relationship? And then it gets deeper and deeper from there on a day-to-day -day basis. Who are you interacting with? Um, whether it's you have children and you interact with people on the playground at school or um, I mean, your haircut. I mean, you just, any, when you go to the grocery store, do you see the same people on a consistent basis? Yeah. Do you have a church you're involved in? Do you have a, a, a card game that you're involved in or a sport? Or uh, Where are you interacting with people that know who you are? That's where it starts. Um, but let's break it down a little bit further because first we have what I would like to call an interior sphere. Those yeah. are your immediate family, right. immediate friends, right? Yeah. And then you expand that sphere beyond, which is going to include right. the people on your kids, yep. baseball team, the people at church, yep. you know, who does your hair, right. who cuts your lawn, you know, those sort of things, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm starting out broad, working my way in. Okay. Right? Okay. And so, you know, of all the people that know who you are, um, the question becomes – who would work with you in business? Why would they work with you in business? And then as you get closer into your closest people, whether it's your family or closest friends, um, you start seeing that 
the closer they are to you, the more they know you, the more likely they are to work with you if they know you're looking, you know, for business. And so just starting broad, you, I mean, that's where you at least define what your sphere is. And then at some point there's a qualifying conversation that happens that really converts that relationship into a business relationship. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's there, people are talking about the real estate market and, you know, you happen to be, they, they know you're a realtor and, um, and then you ask the question such as, uh, do you have a realtor? Uh, and so at some point in a relationship, people knowing that what you do for, what you do for business and that you would like to help them if they came in contact with somebody that was looking for looking to buy or sell a house or whatever. I mean, that at some point that qualifying conversation happens, but in each part of your life, you have a sphere, right? It, it may be your, you know, your, your family, your yeah. closest friends, all that. I mean, there's all those categories, but then you asked the, the second question you asked was, um, how do you organize your database, right? Well, let's back up a second okay. because before we answer that question, you said something that was really interesting. You said at some point you have to have that qualifying conversation. Why would someone want to work with you? So right. that at that point, that's expressing your value promise, right. right? Yeah. And so do you want to elaborate on what that could look like a little bit more? Uh, you mean the answer to that question? Yeah, 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 yeah um, for sure. Well, and, and that's where influence, sphere of influence, that's where the influence part comes in. Um, if, you know, being a competent um, person and a person that somebody knows they can trust. Um, and leadership, influence, relationship, all that goes hand in hand. The person that you are in their life is going to determine whether or not they want to work with you. The type of person I am is going to draw business and draw people to me. So a lot of the spirit market, sphere of influence uh, marketing has a lot to do with not, not the tactic, but the quality of person that I am. That's super interesting that you say that because, you know, when you say things like, you know, PTA or, you know, the people at the church, well, everybody knows six realtors, right? And so how do you become, <laughs> you know, there's two, three at my church and, you know, there's one on the, you know, kids right. baseball team. He's the coach, which mm -hmm. makes it harder for you. So how do you, how do you define yourself or how do you, um, how do you effectively influence people to work with you in an, an environment with multiple competitors? Uh, that differentiating yourself and your character, integrity, and um, people seeing what you're doing is big. Okay. But um, I'll, that question, I had I used to train uh, new agents in the brokerage we worked with for several years. And I would always ask the question, because new agents were wondering, how do I get business? Right. I always ask agents, okay, let's say your mom, who you have a wonderful relationship with, let's say she's looking to sell her house. And she knows you're competent, but you don't have a lot of experience. Maybe you have a year or two mm -hmm. years of experience. Let's say she knows that, but she but she got a flyer from the top producer in the city right. who everybody knows. Right. Okay, let's say who who is she gonna work with? That poor kid. <laughs> well, seriously, if if she if she if she knows he's competent, yeah. And and she got the flyer from the top producing agent. Who is she going to work with? She's going to work with her son. Yeah. Well, Every I would hope single so. time. Why, I would hope and, so. and the question is why? Right. Because she is vested in his success. And so that concept, that one concept, it, it, it is, um, saturates sphere of influence marketing. Because when people are vested in your success and, you, and they know that you are vested in their lives and you will do whatever it takes to help them succeed – 
in buying or selling a house, if they see that you're that kind of person in their life, that's what they're looking for. Sure. They're not looking for um, all the initials after the name or even the brand. They're looking for somebody who will do whatever it takes to make sure that they that they get a great deal on a house and are able to navigate the yep, process well. And if they trust yeah. you and your character and that you're competent, then they're going to work with you. You're not going to get every deal. You're not even the people that are in your in your sphere. Not everyone of are, are going to work with you. But when you consistently show and express that you care for people and that you are competent and people see it, you will draw business to yourself. And having that qualifying conversation will trigger in people's minds that that's what you're looking for. And if they care about you and know you care about them, that people start seeing opportunities for you. And so your sphere of influence becomes your sales team. Yeah, and I don't just I, I agree with everything you just said, and you express that very eloquently in a way that I haven't heard it broken down before. So I appreciate that a lot. You know, it it is using your influence, knowing that having people know that you're reputable, you're competent, competent, that you're going to get the job done in a professional way, right? And so, because at the end of the day, they just want to sell the house and move on, right? Or buy the house and move on, right? And mm -hmm. so they just need they need a competent realtor to work with, and there's a lot of realtors out there, but not every right. single one of them is going to be able to get the job done, right? Right. And in and the right a, way. And it's an emotional and personal decision. It there is. There are some people that they don't want a stranger walking around their house in preparation for listing. They don't want a stranger knowing their financial situation. Sure. So having the relationship and the competency and the trust, that blend of those factors, it, it makes the difference. Yeah. So I love I love everything you said. Said that so well. Um, let's talk about now. You've identified your sphere, right? Okay. How do we organize it? That another good question. I think you start uh, with who are those people most likely to work with you or refer you business. If I'm a new agent and I have say a hundred people, for instance, who are those top five that I know would work with me if I approached them and chatted with them about? You know, somebody looking to buy or sell a house, please refer them to me. Uh, you start there. Okay. And uh, I think that category of likelihood to work with you, I think that's the that's the tip of the spear. So it's not likelihood of them to buy, buy or sell a house in the immediate future. It's likelihood of them working with you. It, or that, it's both. Yes. I, I, you start with the likelihood of them working with you or referring you. And what that does is it starts a, a, a relationship that, that moves forward into the future. Because for instance, if I have 300 people and 200 of them are bought and sold with me and they're A plus A clients, that's all I need. Okay, but you're tapping into your organization, right? You just said A plus and A clients. And that's so where we're, we're, we're going. Yeah, that's that where we're going. Plus, so we, you asked the question of where do you start? You start with who are the most likely mm -hmm. and most you know, likely to, to work with you or refer you. Okay. And that's the A plus. Got it. As you go on in your business, then the A plus will be people that worked with you multiple times. And this is how we categorize it uh, by so that we can choose how to spend our most of our time in our sphere marketing. Uh, because if people have, if I have a client that sent five deals to me in the last two years, I am in my business going to spend a lot more time and effort and energy marketing with them then I am somebody who may work with me in the future, but I don't know. And so over the years, as you discover who those A-plus people are, you may only need 
20 or 30 people to refer you a deal or two a year and mm. you've got a strong business. Yeah. And so you start with the most likely, that's the A+. Plus. I would go on down and use the same category of the A, somebody who is highly likely. Yeah. And then B, somebody who probably would if they were shown how and understood what I was looking for. And a C is who knows, maybe we'll see. And a D We'll just call that delete. <laughs> well, and look, we'll, I, you know, we'll I'm delete. a super fan of what you're talking about because yeah. that's exactly how I organize yeah. my yeah. database. But, so. And it doesn't stop there, yeah. right? So every, like I said earlier, every, in your sphere of influence, you have many small spheres. And so you, you know, categorizing your sphere by likelihood of working with you, that's, an, that's your important first step. So you know where to put your time in, mm -hmm. right? That's where you put yes. the amount of time in. So time's the most valuable resource we have, the most limited resource we have. Yes. So that the, the likelihood of referring business or working with you, that's, that's the time factor. But you also got to look at, okay, what are those areas or, or groups, smaller spheres that, um, that are in my life? It, and we mentioned the, you know, maybe it's the group of, uh, parents at the park at yeah. your kid's school. Maybe it's your church group. Maybe it's your ball team. Maybe it's, uh, you know, just a group of friends in your neighborhood or, or film. So knowing what category they fit in there, but also the likelihood, it kind of gives you a cross section uh, of, you know, if you're do if you're visiting people or, or stopping by somebody's house and you know, hey, there's three people in this neighborhood I can stop by and say hi to, uh, it help that will help you with your time as well. So I think both those ways are helpful, but I would definitely start with the likelihood of somebody working with you or referring you business so that you can capture the greatest impact that your time can have. I love that. I mean, again, that's exactly how I've had to, as my business has grown, go back and, and construct it in a way that I can retain the highest amount of right. business, right? Yeah. And so- Highest and best use of time, right? Highest and best use of time, because you're not wrong. It's our most limited resource, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, okay. So we've categorized our clients. We have a CRM. <laughs> you, you, cannot, you cannot categorize or um, organize your, your activities- without CRM. Yeah. I'm not going to dive into CRM. <laughs> if you don't have a CRM, then, you know, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Uh, you need to start over. So you've got your, your clients or your prospects and your clients organized, right? So then what do you do with that once they're categorized? How do you, cause I have a client retention program. So yeah. I've got, you know, my A pluses get X every year and my yeah. A's get X, right? right? So it's the value that I'm going to add to their business yeah. based on the relationship, right? right? So yeah. do you want to give some examples of things that you do to help retain your clients under those structures? Yes. Uh, but I think it starts more, I think it's more foundational. Okay. I think that every uh, business owner, agent who wants to grow, you have to look at what is the experience of the person in your sphere of influence when it comes to your business. What are they experiencing? Um, so for instance, if I have an A plus client, what is their, if I look at a whole year, what are they experiencing with me in my business? And then break it down. What about every quarter? What are they experiencing? What every month? What, what is their experience when interacting with my business? And so we have to look at um, that connection and relationship and what happens throughout a whole year as far as our activities, and that gets into what, what are you going to do to connect or consistently? Well, those are the activities. Lead generation activities would be a good term for it. Yeah. But uh, I think we have to, um, you know, look at the experience of the of the potential client or person in your sphere of influence. And uh, consistency is consistency of connection, 
uh, interaction is very important. Um, if, if all you do is send out an email once a month or every once every couple of months, you're missing the point. Oh, of, no, 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 that's right. not going to work. No, right. Well, that, that, <laughs> that's you're, not going to work. No, I mean, right. for the lower end, you know, for the, maybe the D's, yeah. that's okay. But, but for your, yes. for your most precious right. clients, you've got to be connecting mm -hmm. personally. Right, right, exactly. And so, uh, I would start with the A plus again, what, what are you going to do to stay connected with them to a point to where they're going to be a cheerleader for you? Day in, day out, for you know, until anytime they until, hear about someone you, that needs better, until you I sell got a guy. Their, yeah. you, you nobody can beat right. my guy <laughs> until you sell their grandkids' homes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it are we have we've chosen activities to participate in, okay? We have, and so as I can, a family, yeah, you're as, talking about as a family, as a, as a broker, as, owner, as, a, as yeah. a group, right? So, my wife and I work together, and so we've chosen activities to to perform to connect with people and it's it may start with uh you know we may send out an email once a month we may send out a mail out once a month content information uh but the power is really in s making a phone call sending a video text face to face um writing a handwritten note um you know dropping off a pop by at their house setting up coffee lunch i mean an interaction of those different connecting points that will build and strengthen the relationship and consistently expresses gratitude and friendship and mm -hmm. connection, but also informs people about what's going on in the market. Yeah. So it, the trust and the competency always go hand in hand. And so while I may send, you know, I may send out a mail out or a social media post uh, about, you know, what's going on in the real estate market, I'm also going to invite somebody to coffee once a quarter and catch up on their life and see how things are going. And so, um, you know, adding value in both of those ways, the relationship and the competency consistently is very important. So what we like to do is break it up by quarter. So every quarter, what is my A plus client going to experience? Mm -hmm. Well, the, here's how we here's how we do it. Um, so everybody gets the mail out. Everybody gets the email. But once a quarter, I'm going to phone call or I'm going to video text, interact with them, no matter what, every quarter. I'm also going to send a handwritten note. Um, and that's something that before, you know, 10 years ago, I did not understand why that mattered. But when I get something physical from somebody that they sat down and wrote something to me and expressed gratitude for who I am in their life, it's powerful. It is so powerful. <laughs> and I will tell you a story. Um, Danielle, who's in our mastermind. Yeah. I find myself doing things just so I can get one of her thank you notes. <laughs> because it, it, any she is incredibly eloquent at expressing herself in a thank you note. They're the most well-written, heartfelt notes. Yours are really good as well. I, I like that you usually throw in a quote. Um, I'm uh, a yeah, big fan of that. Absolutely. But she will, if I do something for her above and beyond, yeah, right? Yeah. Not just the normal, thank you for doing a great job on the closing, but, uh, I will wait in my, every day I check my mail <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, when am I going to get a thank you note yeah. from Danielle? I've saved every single one of them right. because it is so people, this it's, it's, it's such a loss. It becoming such a lost art and it's such a shame because, you know, every day I go check my mail and I got the stupid coupons and the, you know, the, I want your, you know, fiber optic business, you know, and switch <laughs> your cell phone and, you know, all the things. Yeah. And then there's all the bills. It's super fun. And you just see this little card. I mean, cause they're not the shape of bills, right? right? Yeah. It's this little card that's just about this size. And you're like, oh, what is this? 
Yeah. And so it was just. The handwritten thing. Yes. And you open it up and they took the time to do it. And you and Karis are really good at that. And then also Danielle is really good at it as well. And I have some other clients, but I think that it's, it's just, it's so impactful when, Mm -hmm. to me at least, when I get one. Yeah. And I walked into my house the other day and I saw what looked like one of my cards and on my mantle. And and I went over there and opened it up. (laughs) Well, it wasn't one of my cards, but it was a, a card from an agent that we had worked with on the other side. My wife had opened it up and she put it on our mantle from another agent from another brokerage. And it was like, but but it, it, to, for somebody to take the time that we worked across the aisle with to express gratitude means a lot. Now, and the Popeyes are equally as exciting. You know what I mean? Because you're you're popping by their house. They're leaving. You're leaving something mm-hmm. really cute or related to them or whatever on their doorstep. And when you come home, you get a nice little surprise. So it is those, while they, while a lot of people would argue that oh, that's just not how we do business anymore, I feel like it's a very effective way to do business. And it's, and it is, it just sets the stage for the rest of the connection points th- with those clients throughout the year. It does. Right? And it shows that you care because you told me you have 60 pop buys in your car right now. Or well, that you're working on through yeah, the month. This, this and month, yeah. That means you're driving to 60 people's houses and dropping something off mm-hmm. for them. That is a tremendous amount of effort. It is. And some of it is partnered with other things we're doing. So while we're there, while we're in the area, right? But to intentionally make sure that um, that we leave something physically. The, the physical tactile experience is very important uh, for somebody to hold something in their hand that I gave to them. Um, now there's it's also marketing, so I'm always going to write on there. Hey, you know somebody looking to buy yep. a house? Let yep. me know. So for sure, it is marketing, but it's a it, it's something that shows um, and that just you matter. They matter. Incredible amount of right. intention. Yeah, and and if you don't track what you've done uh, as you've done it, then it's hard to know what to do next as well. But yeah, the, that's where it starts. The the A plus client. Yeah, I mean you're going above and beyond. Yeah. with that kind of way. Now, as you go down the levels, right? If you know an A client, maybe not quite as much. And a B client, you may it may be a you know a phone call or a text message and a and the mail out and the email. But there's enough with at least the B clients to stay interacting with them. Sure. Right. And so while somebody may have referred five deals to us in the last year and a half. You know, we may spend a lot more time with them than with a cli- than a B client. Um, I'm still expressing gratitude and connecting with the B client, but there is a time. There's always that time factor because there's n- not enough time to do everything we want all the time. Sure. And so, uh, but authentically connecting with people, um, no matter where they're at in your sphere of influence, authentically connecting consistently, and then letting them know that. You know that what you're looking for a referral or yeah. somebody do business. Yeah, I mean, people respond really well to that. And I don't, you know, I, I used to get you know a little frustrated when people would say stuff such as, "Well, we don't do business that way anymore." Well, you don't have to do business that way anymore, but it works. It's working. I'm it does happy work. With, and with and like I had a conversation with um, one of our newer sales reps. She's not new to title, but she's newer to our company last night. And I was like, look, girl, you got to find your secret sauce. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just because I do business one way doesn't mean that's what's going to work for you. There are a million ways to develop a real yep. estate business. Okay. Right. And so finding what my hope is for the audience listening to this today is that 
if this is a, a sphere of influence or SOI marketing is in, interest to them, that we're uncovering some things that will help them right. get themselves further down the road, right? right with it. But I'm going to have other people who are producers are going to be like, yeah, I got Mozilla leads and I've got, mm-hmm. you know, the whatevers and leads and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm fine. But, you know, and then I have clients that do a mix of it, right? Yeah. They, they, they buy the leads, they have S, uh, SOI marketing. And, and part of that is their client appreciation events. Right. That's become a big thing. I've talked about on a couple of podcasts later, lately. But I think really the point of all of this is, is organizing your clients, but also the need to stay top of mind, which requires you to be consistent in your contact. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whatever you're going to do, and keep in mind as your business grows, what can you keep up with long-term right. as your business grows? If you set the stage for something today and can't keep doing it tomorrow, yeah. which I've, I experienced mm-hmm. with some of our clients, I was able to do for them yesterday, I can't do as much today. Mm-hmm. It That does, you do need to be aware of what your business could potentially scale to and how do you keep up? If you set the stage to do it, how do you keep up with it, yeah, right? Absolutely. And I think the, uh, the key of your sphere marketing is you're constantly spending more time with the A pluses yeah. and it's putting more of your energy and effort into A So if you get 10 years down the road and if you do have, you know, 30 A pluses, you can connect with 30 people authentically. And so you may not be able to do as much with the B client, but you can, if you have 30 people sending you multiple deals a year, that's a lot of business. That's a lot of business. And so it, it's all about learning to consistently um, reorganize. You're, you're always reorganizing. You're always looking at your clientele and say, who's my A plus? Who's my A plus? Yeah. Have they become an A plus? Yep. Have they become a C or a D? Yes. Through whatever experience, right? Yeah. And so I, if we if we consistently stay on top of what's going on in our business, we can regrade and recategorize the relationships based on what business is coming in. And I think that's what makes fear marketing scalable is learning more and more. You, get, you hone more and more where to spend your precious time. And if you have 30 precious people to spend your precious time and you end up with 90 real estate deals, a year, that's not a bad business. That's not a bad business. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, and, and reanalyzing your client list is necessary too. I only have the luxury right. or bandwidth to do it once a year, but um, yeah, definitely you need to continuously be looking so you don't yeah. miss what the what, what your new opportunities Absolutely. are coming away, right? Absolutely. Okay, I have one last question before we wrap up. Today went fast, sure. didn't it? Yep. Yeah. So let's discuss the various ways that you stay in contact throughout the year. And I'm, I'm talking more about mediums, um, email, Pop buys. I mean, I think we've talked about quite a few of them. Social media. Some. Yeah. Social media is a support. Uh, Social media is not our primary marketing tool, but it is a supportive one. Uh, We try to keep social media as social as we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most recently, you know, my wife's posting about our son's championship baseball game. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing those. Right. Right. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's another way of sphere marketing for us. Now we share evidences of success and those kind of things. Like when we close on a deal and we're happy and, and our, our buyer sellers thankful, we share those kind of things too. And I'll share some content here and there, but social media is a support and, an, and it's a supplemental thing. Well, but one for, of the things I appreciate you guys. So, okay. So I'm friends with 4,500 of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I see a lot of, look at my new listing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my new award right, and yeah. you know, all the things. And so, 
Um, yeah, Facebook kind of is boring. Sometimes. <laughs> um, thank God for TikTok. Um, anyway, so, but one of the things I really do appreciate about you guys, and I know it's very intentional because you are, are extremely intentional in your business, is that your Facebook page is not littered with those things. It's a lot of family interaction. And yes, I mean, it is important to recognize success, right? Yeah. I, I mean, because people want to work with successful right. people, right? Yeah. But you guys are really good at diversification of content on your social media pages. Well, I'm going to encourage you to do more video. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've tinkered with video some here and there. And You're going to have helpful. some rolling out after yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> right. And and it's, and it's, it's helpful. And, and I think more and more over time, most of the video content that I share is person to person. Yeah. I do a lot of video, Yeah, but it's person to person. Okay. And so the power of that is, is, really strong. Well, sure, because you're addressing a video specifically to that person, right? right? It's yeah. catered completely, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 constructed completely for them, right. right? It's very personal. So, okay, so I think we've tapped into almost all of them. Let me know if I forgot anything. So with the components of the, the mediums that you use to stay in front of your clients is video texting. Yes. Uh, social media. Mm -hmm. um, you have your newsletter. Mm -hmm. You have your pop buys. You have your thank you cards. You have your quarterly meeting, check-ins, coffee, mm -hmm. lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else that I'm forgetting? The most powerful activity that we do is a culmination of all of that. And it's the client appreciation party, the re reverse pop buy party we do. And it's it's a thank you, but it's, it, it, you know, we, we do a pie party every year. And that's, you know, a lot of people do it, but... When we started doing that, we noticed in order to invite people, we have to engage with people. Mm -hmm. In order to remind people about it, we have to engage with people. Mm -hmm. In order, when we're there interacting with people, it's face to face and it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. They leave with something to remember us by. And we follow up with a thank you note for them showing up. It, it is a, um, that experience has seven or eight different interactions built into it. And so the power of that is really strong and you call it a reverse pop by party or whatever. But at the end of the day, it is a face-to-face -face, um, exchange where I get to show gratitude for somebody's relationship and the fact that they may have closed a deal with us two years ago, but I get to see them again yeah. and give them a hug or shake their hand, high five them. And they get to tell us all about how their house is or how their kids are doing or whatever. And um, and it's a, it's a reminder that, I don't care how long it's been since we've worked a deal together, but you matter to us. You're so important. You matter. And oh, by the way, if you know somebody mm -hmm. looking to buy yourself a house, buy right? yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, it's still marketing. But at the end of the day, we get to participate in people's lives and, uh, and have relationship with people. And that's a rich way to live. Uh, and up to this point, it has continued to grow. And so I'm, I'm thankful for how we do business and, yeah, all those mediums. But you have to decide which gray or in your business, your sphere of business, your A plus A, B, C, uh, which mediums are you going to express to each of those groups? Well, sure. And that, and that goes back to constructing right, how the, you're going to organize your database. Right. Yeah. I think that was a really good gold nugget and a great place to stop for today. So I love the fact because nobody's, I, I've had several realtors on here that have talked about their client appreciation events, but they didn't talk about the fact that it was a multiple touch way in that wrapped up in that one event to stay in front of your clients, Absolutely. going from the invitation to the reminder to the actual event to the follow up, it is a it's a it becomes a saturation touch a touch point for your for your database, mm -hmm. and so 
Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your wealth of knowledge. I look forward to having you back again. Thank you. Uh, and so that's another episode for today. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like my content, uh, you're going to really love my escrow team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs and make it a great day.